coming up on today's episode. So they are looking for alternative work style and workplace like hybrid concepts. Hey, it's Josh Carey, the hidden entrepreneur. Why is that? Well, I spent 40 years hiding. That's right, showing up in every situation, hiding my true talent, my true ability in exchange for seeking the approval of others. No more of that. I'm now on a mission to help those do exactly what you've always known is possible. This is how it's done. Here I am sitting down with Noelle Starry, who I was put in touch with from our mutual friends and colleagues over at Propelify. And Noelle is the founder and CEO of The Coworking Space in my home state, the great garden state of New Jersey, of course. So when this came across my desk, I jumped at the chance to speak to uh, a fellow New Jersey business colleague. Welcome, Noelle. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm super excited to be here today. Likewise. uh, Happy to have you. So let's get right into what fascinates me about the co-working space which is a whole conversation unto itself, the fact that that's the name of your business. I mean, we're recording this in, you know, the middle of what we all hear is a pandemic where we're trying to inch our way back outdoors. Paint the current landscape, because I know that you're an OG in this space. You founded this co-working space before it was even really a thing that we knew what was going on. So what's the current landscape like in your world? I kind of feel like the current landscape reminds me what it felt like 12 years ago. So what I mean by that is, you know, we started our first space. It was called Launchpad Creatives. And I had uh, recently started my marketing company. And at the time I would literally like grab my friends and say, just, just come like hang out with me in the office for the day. You don't even have to pay. Just like come hang out, see what it's about to like be around other people. And, and I used to describe the feeling as the tsunamis coming, but you've only heard the alarm, but like it hasn't reached shores yet. Like And the reason that I knew that the concept was going to really pick up was because if you looked at what was going on in Spain, if you looked at what was going on in Austin, if you looked at what was going on in California, all of these people all over the world were like starting this concept. And so I had no doubt that it was the right idea, but it was just something that wasn't mainstream. And then as we continued to have locations and we got busy and we got busier and people were coming in and it wasn't just startups and entrepreneurs. It was guys that worked at Google that said, Hey, I don't want to go into Manhattan today. I just want to go down the, down the street from my house. Um, you know, we got nice and full and then we had COVID and COVID came and shut everything down. And when you look at like the occupancy in the spaces now, it's more than when I used to have to drag my friends there, but there's this, you go to every restaurant and it's packed. You can't even get a parking spot. And then you go to go see what an office space looks like. And like 90% of the lot is empty. So 
it really just begs the question, you know, but I'm like reading the news articles, right? And the news articles are talking about, hey, there's going to be all this growth in co-working and all these businesses are still going to like shut down the real estate and want to go like closer to home. And so you're seeing this and you're hearing it. But when we look at like the actual spaces themselves, they're, they've got people, but it's definitely less than before. Hmm. And I want to touch upon something you said that you you launched, you you founded the company under a different name, Launchpad mm-hmm. Creatives, and then you rebranded to the co-working space. Tell me why. Yeah. So when we started, we had this super cute frog and he was jumping on Launchpad Creatives and it said like, create, cultivate, uh, I don't even remember the last words, collaborate. And, and the concept was you know, Hey, let's get all these people here. And, you know, I have a, I have a marketing company also called 20 lemons. And so when I thought about who's going to utilize spaces, the idea in my mind was always graphic designers, copywriters, photographers, like creatives and people would just say to us, what's let's launch pad creatives. And we would say, Oh, it's a co-working space where you can come. And people go, well, what's a co-working space. And so, you know, it felt like it was a whole 10 minute dialogue to even get to understand what the space was. So at some point we did go through a rebranding and I just, you know, I took a cue from friends with their coffee house. And I just said, I just want to be the co-working space. You know, there weren't a lot in the state and I just felt like it was easy enough. As we've grown, we do have different locations and now we're the co-working space at North Brunswick, the co-working space at East Brunswick, South River. And so we're just kind of taking that like one to t- one per town, one per community concept and wanting to like run with that. It's amazing because like you said, you, you already have 20 lemons, which is your marketing firm. And in March of 2020, when everything happened, I'm sure your, your heart sank, right? Like to see like, wait, what, what was that initial thought, maybe confusion, outlook really like? Devastation. Like, I think it was really devastation because, you know, had a very successful, very busy location in Woodbridge. We had just opened up two new locations under our licensing model in East Brunswick and in North Brunswick. They were only open for about a month. They had just started getting members in. Some of those members are still with us today, which is really fantastic. But attracting new members has been more challenging because it doesn't have as much of the background and repertoire and the community doesn't know it the way that they knew our legacy location. And so it's been a challenge to kind of get people that don't know each other to work in communal spaces together. Hey, I might want to go out and go to a restaurant and sit down and take my mask off and eat for an hour with my friends. But am I going to go and work or how much am I going to do my community interaction with people in a new space? Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Been challenging. It's so at the beginning, who, who could have known where this is going to go? But there, there is a silver lining in that when we are starting to come out of the house a little bit more, we're not 
going back to the office full time, which is bright for you, right? Yes. So actually, so what's been interesting is a lot of the inquiries that come through, a lot of the direction with a lot of the the companies are saying, we don't want to have an office anymore for a hundred people. You know what? We're going to give our employees stipends to go and maybe rent out a place a few days a week or a few days a month and get out of their house. So they are looking for alternative work style and workplace like hybrid concepts. So we're seeing that now it's kind of interesting. Some of the bigger companies that I've talked to, whether it's a hospital or a law firm, they've been trying to work on breaking down their office already for six months. And they're saying that they're not even going to have it conceptually ready until this upcoming summer. So the lead time in a lot of these bigger corporations trying to downsize their physical locations is, is actually pretty lengthy. Hmm. So you're an entrepreneur, business savvy, a marketer. You have your own marketing firm, full steam ahead. Talking about the co-working space, and I, I, I'd love to hear this framed for the entrepreneur listening and tuning yeah. in because we all need to know, how do we differentiate ourselves? How do we not become a commodity? Where's your head in terms of that in in regards to a co-working space? Yeah, so it's really interesting. Like I actually remember when co-working spaces started, people would come to us and say, well, are you a Regis? You seem like you're a Regis. And I'm like, we're not Regis. We're kind of different than that, which we are. And the same way that you think about restaurants, right? And you have fine dining and fast food and quick service and, you know, the ice cream shop. I think there's going to be this differentiations between different co-working spaces. And some of them, you know, I was even listening to someone talking the other day up in uh, Newark and he was referring to a space as, hey, we're not a, we're not a co-working space. We're a shared space. Co-working spaces are offices. And I thought to myself, that's funny because that's how we used to think of Regis or, you know, another company. And so you're going to start segmenting within like the co-working or office world in and of itself. So the way that he was describing it was a shared space. A shared space is more community focused. You know, we're not really transactional. Like, yes, you might have a membership here, but we're really about how do we help you? How do we introduce you to people that you need to know? How do you do this? And then as you kind of stay along that line, you know, we think of ourselves as a community-based co-working space. Like our co-working spaces are typically in about 3,000 square feet of space. They're right in a neighborhood. We want it to be for the local people that want to be able to get back to go see their kids, but get out of their house at the same time. And then you kind of start moving into the office spaces, like office evolution, where they're like, I'm in a grade A building. I'm in a high rise. You have to take an elevator. And then, you know, and so there's this like gradation of how casual your space is versus how professional it feels. And so I look at it again, a lot of the same way that I look at like the food industry. There's a lot of people that eat, but people have very different eating habits. And so when you go to different spaces, you're going to kind of find different types of people and you're going to ask yourself, hey, is this the type of environment that I want to be in? 
I, I never realized that. It is such a great analogy with the, the different kinds of food that we eat in the environment and what mood are we in. And I imagine that if somebody's looking for a co-working space, it's not just the most economical in the uh, shortest distance because you have to, I imagine, I wouldn't want to sign up for one without going to the place, forgetting about the people. And I love that you keep bringing community right into it. But I want to make sure that I like the vibe. I like how I feel, what it presents to me when I'm walking towards the building, in the building. And then certainly once I get there, that I feel like, okay, this is somewhere I want to spend time. And then the community will come into play. Yeah, absolutely. Like when I started my space in, in my mind, you know, I was 20, I don't even know, 26, 27 years old when I opened my space. And I thought to myself, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to bring in all these young entrepreneurs and we're going to do all this really trendy stuff. And instead the people that ended up coming to our place were ex bell lab guys that were like 50 years old. And I thought to myself, how the heck did this happen? You know, like this wasn't what I envisioned in my head, but what, what actually happened. And if you're from Jersey, you know, this people have traffic patterns. And so our old office was in route of where the old bell labs used to be. And so a lot of these guys went off on their own, went into consulting jobs. They, if you think about it, they were pretty innovative for their time. And so when they started saying, Hey, there's another place that I can go to and work out of. And I like the way the vibe is, and they had the money. Like, you know, sometimes we forget, or we think startups are, are great ideas, but they don't always have the cash cushion to say, I want to get into a space. I want to bring my team members in the space. I want to onboard as many people. And so there's a little bit of when you're thinking about space or who's in it, it's a little bit like if you listen to the market, the market will tell you exactly how to sell them. You know, if you look at who's in your area, you have to ask yourself, are these the people that want to come to this space? And for us, it was, it was perfect for that. Um, and so, you know, but I think different spaces also have like, to your point, do they have like music that's playing? Do they have places that are quiet where I can go and take a private call? And so we encourage people don't just come one day, like come and test it out two or three days, because what ends up happening is you come in and some days your, your place is packed and the next day it's a little quieter. And, and so places have like their own vibe and their own like rhythm. And so it's important to kind of check them out like a few different times. Have you figured out how to either reposition it now or position it now? Is it different from the positioning 10, 12 years ago? So I think part of having a company or growing a brand is knowing who you are. You know, I think, I think there's kind of two parts in play. Like you want to be adaptive to things as they change, but you also want to know, wait, at the core of who I am, how do I want to operate? And for us, the things that are really central to our core is we want to be a neighborhooking space. Like we want to be the space that people from a five, 10 mile radius easily come to. So in that sense, COVID 
like almost fell more into saying, yeah, we want to be able to be supportive to communities. And so I think that that was helpful. And the people that do come do seem to come more from centralized areas at this point. Um, but one of the shifts that happened in COVID was a lot of co-working spaces started running tons of online virtual programming. And for us, like that wasn't a fit because it's a whole different business model to actually be running online virtual events and trainings and this and that. Like we've always ran our space as a location where we say, here's great resources. How do you go and utilize them as opposed to bringing in and running all the programming, you know, like we kind of more have relationships with other key events. We have relationships with like Tech United. So we want to tell our members, hey members, you should go and see what Tech United has going on as opposed to us trying to run the next big tech event. And so I do think that some locations did good by being able to do more stuff virtually. But for us, that one, we didn't jump on that bandwagon because it wasn't really true to the core way that we like really want to be there and give resources to our teams. When you opened the co-working space, what was your current entrepreneurial pursuit? What was happening? What were you already doing that allowed you to say, this is what I'm, I'm, I'm diving into next? Again, I think when you think about entrepreneurship or why you're going to do something, I think entrepreneurs really go with their guts a lot. And I think like part of going with your gut is, is again, like knowing who you are. And so I had just started my marketing company about a year and a half earlier and I was working out of my apartment and I thought to myself, I hate this. Like I hate not being around people. I came from work environments where I was around a lot of people. And I thought to myself, well, I'm not going to be able to turn around and have a hundred person company tomorrow. So what's the next best way for me to get around people? And it was when you stop a second and you start looking around and you're saying, wait a minute, Manhattan's doing this concept. Austin's doing this concept. California is doing this concept. Why are we doing this here? You know? And so I had partnered up with a, a colleague at the time and, and that was when he was like, Hey, I'm willing to give this a shot. Let's, let's try this. And your marketing, your marketing firm, 20 lemons touch upon this. What's the significance of that amazing oh. name? Yeah, thanks. So, um, so 20 lemons is actually, it's part of a recipe for lemonades. So it takes 20 lemons to make a pitcher of lemonade. And wow. when I thought about business, I thought about it as it could be a lot like a lemon, like it could be sour, sweet, depending what you do with it. And so we came up with this great tagline, think it, build it, squeeze it. Mm -hmm. Because we know that when you're growing a business, you, you know, you're thinking about this idea, you're building it. And then you're so build, busy building it. Like, how do you get the most out of it? And so from the marketing perspective, we want it to really be able to say, hey, you've got a website, how do you optimize it? Hey, you're doing emails. How do you make sure that the people are actually like clicking through? You're running direct mail campaigns. How do we get like three coupons on that campaign, not one? You know, So it's like, how do you look at all these different little elements and then just get more? So that's where it came from. And I will secretly tell you, 
and everyone listening to this, that this 20 lemons recipe came from Martha Stewart, <laughs> who had a really good lemonade recipe. Wow. And yeah. you, you, you saw it, it stuck, and you said, this, this is the name, because I, I, I love how it goes from entrepreneurial mind. That's the way we think. We yeah. see one thing, we apply it in a totally different application. Yep. Wow. Yep. And you, you use every bit of this world for that world and vice versa, right? Yeah, we do. We have, um, you know, I, I feel like intermingle, you know, like they kind of feel like your kids. It's like, you know, people are like, oh, do you like this company better or this company? You know, they do ask. People wow. ask that question. Wow. And it's like they're different. They operate differently. They behave differently. They have different cultures, you know, um, but they work in sync with each other. And like stuff that I've learned from our co-working spaces or the members in our spaces, I've been able to apply to marketing and the marketing that we see, we're able to apply to our spaces, you know? So it's been, um, it's been, it's worked nicely together. We spoke a lot about the co-working space just to speak and uh, give that final circle to 20 lemons. Who's the client base there? For 20 lemons? Mm-hmm. So we do a ton of work with restaurants, restaurant groups, and we really help them like put together their branding and put together some of their storefronts or their packaging or their menu design or their email campaigns. Um, so just anything to help those businesses build a brand. And typically, you know, we, and I, I probably from both companies, I really like working with smaller owner, owner run businesses. You know, I feel like they move really fast and they want to be very creative. And so they give us a lot of freedom to really like push the envelope on that type of stuff. Do you feel that now going forward since, you know, 2020 came and went, 2021 is coming and going, you feel like you've, you've become better for it and now you can weather a storm? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I remember, right. You know, you asked the question, how did you, how did you feel initially when it happened? I remember somewhere in like the first, like 24, 48 hours of like restaurant shutting and offices closing. And I said, Oh my, Oh my God, like my entire business is going to go upside down. Like right now, one of my friends says, well, you know, maybe you should diversify in the future. And I thought to myself, I was diversified. Hi. diversified (laughs) and it still happened. And I think, um, I think the biggest things that kind of came out of this for me was just how do we create more, you know, virtual opportunities? How do we create like bigger geographic opportunities? I think it's expanded my mind to think more along those lines. It's absolutely amazing. Leading the charge in the co-working space here in the heart of New Jersey what are some final words or thoughts that the listener should know as they go about their day? Noel? I'm really going to encourage people to, to check them out. You know, I know that people have hesitation or they say, I love working from home or I can't stand working from home or I'm obligated to go. And 
And, you know, I will tell you after the years that I've run spaces or been associated with spaces, I think the most impressive thing that I've seen that's come out of it is the relationships that the people make in the spaces. And so I think they're really worth pursuing because I think it's one of the most organic ways of like developing new relationships. It all comes down to community, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. What a great theme and a great message. Noel Starry, the founder of The Coworking Space right here in the Great Garden State of New Jersey. We're going to link all in and around those uh, relevant URLs for you. Noel, thank you for sitting down thank and spending you. the time today. Hey, you made it to the end of the episode. Doesn't it feel great to start something and finish it? I love that feeling. Here's what I want you to do next. Head on over to my website, joshcarry.com slash podcast, and let me know exactly what you loved most about this episode. What did you learn? What did you discover? What are you going to do next? And I'm going to send you a free gift as my way of saying thanks. I appreciate you taking your time to tune in today. We'll do it again soon.